Serious Reddit, what is your strangest glitch in the Matrix moment that cannot be explained? Over 10 years ago now, my high school marching band was warming up before a qualifying performance at the competition we had entered. The lot looked a little rough and we began running through our sets. Towards the end of the warm-up I felt a painful sensation in my foot. The first thing I thought was that I had stepped on a nail and I limped to the curb. I didn't see anything lodged into my pro masters, and I didn't feel any pain quickly after that. I assumed it was merely a coincidence, but after getting home, showering, setting in bed I remembered the sensation. Checking the bottom of my foot there was a large black blot on the bottom of my foot that had never been there before. Over time it shrunk, and now merely looks like a large freckle on the sole of my foot. I was around 11 or 12 at this time, my dad was sleeping quite early in the afternoon, around 6. My little brother and I thought it would be fun if we went outside in the dark since my dad forbade that, so, little rebel me decided duck that, let's go grab sticks and play nights or something. After an hour or so I looked up at the sky and saw this star-shaped anomaly. From what I remember, it did look like some kind of spacecraft, but it was see-through. It had the color of the night sky, but was outlined in white. It rotated in a circular pattern while accelerating at a fast rate. I told my brother to look up at the sky. When he looked at it, he didn't show his emotions on the outside, but I knew he was feeling some sort of worry or shock. I thought well shit, at least I am not crazy seeing this star thingy. I was very confused at what I was looking at. It all felt like a dream. The object stopped all of a sudden. And that's pretty much all I remember from that night. My brother and I woke up in our yard, confused on what happened. I remember not being injured whatsoever but being totally drained, and my stomach in knots, our dad ran towards us, his face was agonized with stress he thought that we ran away, got lost, etc, my dad was just relieved we were a-okay, when we scurried back to the house, I looked at the clock to see how long we were out there, it was around 11, so we were pretty much out there for a good old 5 hours, my brother and I still talk about what happened on that night, even talked about it, with my dad, it sends him shivers whenever my brother or I talk about it, I've always questioned what really happened during that afternoon, and wondering what really did happen. I always get this anxious feeling whenever I talk about it. DLDR some weird star spacecraft made both of my brother pass out all of a sudden. Still wondering what really happened. My body feels stressed when I bring it up. I live in Maine. My brother was visiting from Ohio, and we were driving in my car to the next town over, about an 11 mile trip, it's the middle of the day on a weekend, sunny, no clouds, warm, and we're listening to the local rock station on the FM band, as we're driving and chatting, the radio station fades to static, after a few seconds, another radio station fades in, they're playing country music, which I can't stand, but before I change the channel the song ends and some commercials start in commercials for businesses we've never heard of. We kept listening, and finally the call letters are announced. I pull over and fire up Google, Kentucky. The radio station is in Kentucky. We continue on, and the station eventually fades out to static and the local station fades back in. Over the next few days, it happened once more while I was driving and tuned in. Now, I understand radio waves and it's common for AM radio stations to be heard from far away as the troposphere changes height at night and bounces the radio waves further away, but that doesn't commonly happen with FM waves. And besides, this happened during the day in perfect weather conditions. The only explanation I have is, the matrix. Well I probably missed the window for this but I'll toss my experience into the ring. This was 7 or 8 years ago, and it happened while I was on a spring trip to Jamaica with my family. During one evening I got acquainted with a bottle of Appleton rum and a Cuban and felt the evening was perfect to do some stargazing. Around 9.30pm, I think, I was watching the northwest sky between Taurus and Cassiopeia when I saw a bright light the size of a small star expand to the size of a US dime. If you were to hold it all the way out in front of you, and stay that big for a matter of 5-7 seconds, 
Then it just shrunk away and disappeared. It wasn't sudden and it didn't move in any direction. It just kind of grew and faded away. I have no clue what in the world that could have been. Stars don't do that. There were no streaks before or after and it wasn't moving so I think it's doubtful it could have been something entering the atmosphere. And I made sure to observe the area for a satellite but there were no satellite moving along a path either. To this day I am still stumped. I am having something happen to me right now or rather. As of late, I live in the suburbs. People just let their cats roam free around here. I used to have a cat when I was a kid living at the same address as I do now. He got hit by a car and died. And I saw the corpse to confirm it was really him. He had very distinctive and unusual traits. So it was easy to identify him. Two weeks ago, I emerged from my house in the morning to go to work. And there's a cat on my front porch that is just staring at the house. Usually neighborhood cats will bolt. As soon as the door opens. But not this one. I didn't pay any attention to it and passed it by carefully as I went to work. Next day, same cat staring at the house. I turned on the porch line and I was astonished. This cat looks exactly like my childhood cat. Down to a T. I even went through some old photo albums later that afternoon to compare my memories of my old cat with the photographic evidence and I was not mistaken. This cat is 100% identical. So every day this cat just stares at my house in the early hours of the morning. And I have tried to coax it over to pet it but I won't come and it runs away if I get near it. I have asked everybody who lives at my house if they are feeding it, and they all say they aren't, but they've seen the cat prowling around the property at various hours of the day when I am not home so I know I am not having a psychotic break or just imagining it was there. This cat has no collar on, but I am sure he she probably has an owner who lives somewhere around here since it looks like it's being fed and isn't dirty or mangy sick. I can't figure out why it likes to stare at our house all the time. Though, I am considering leaving food out so I might be able to get a closer look at it, but it only seems to come around when I am either not around or I am getting ready to leave for work and I can't stay and try to get it to approach me for longer than a few minutes. This is pretty much all of my childhood dreams where my cat comes back to life come true. There's no possible way it could be the same cat, but I can't stop thinking about it when I am lost in thought. I have two moments. The first was when I was sitting in a cafe on a quiet road looking out of the window. I saw a couple holding hands walk past the cafe on the other side of the road and continue walking up the street. About 30 seconds later I saw the same couple walk up the street again. I knew that area pretty well and there was no way for them to be able to have circled back around and walked past again in such a small window of time. The second was when I was working in a supermarket and was stocking the liquor section. I wrote down that we were missing six boxes of one of the beers in the fridge and went out back to get them. When I came back to put them in the fridge the shelf was completely full. I then took the boxes we now didn't need and put them out back and when I came back into the store the shelf was completely empty and needed 8 boxes. I was the only person working in that department that day. I have two off the top of my head. Many years ago my stepmom's father was on hospice and living with us. Every day was the same routine. Dinner. Watch TV. 8pm he'd go to bed. One day I watch him walk to bed and wonder does he ever think if this is his last time walking to bed. Was woken up the next morning at 5.30am by my dad telling me my step granddad had passed in his sleep so I wouldn't be woken by the coroners. Another time I was driving home from work. I drove this road every day. It had two lanes. One each direction. I had to make a left turn onto a road with a stop sign. But the road I was on didn't have one. For some reason one day instead of turning, I stopped even though no cars were coming towards me, before I realized I had stopped unnecessarily. A car blew through the stop sign. I would have been right in the middle of the intersection had I not stopped. Years ago my little brother, older sister and her husband went to BFD, a music festival that our local Live 105 hosts. A great time was had by all. Around 2 or 3 am we are back at the house exhausted. My brother and I are on opposite ends of the sectional talking to each other. At some point we both realize we are asleep, but still talking. 
I asked him, are we both asleep right now? He says, no it's morning, and points to the window. I look out the window and I am like, yeah I know it's morning but it's still dark outside. I didn't say this out loud. Then my brother says oh I understand your question now. Yeah I guess we are both asleep. We proved it to each other a few more times and we are both tripped the duck out. I then, start to have these horrible guilty feelings and I wanna cry and he tells me to knock it off and that I just ruined it. My brother wakes me up and asks me why I had to ruin it. That we may have been able to do cool shit. And my first instinct is to talk shit and be hella rude and sarcastic. But then I realized and remembered instantly the feelings of guilt. So I didn't say anything. It was the summer of 1990, and I was with two friends, D, and S, walking through London, from Camden Town back down along Camden High Street towards the center of the city. We stopped to wait at a pedestrian crossing for the lights to change the standard British Pelican crossing. A plain red silhouette of a man standing still, as usual when waiting for the lights to change. We all watched them impatiently. Eventually they changed, to the normal British green man mid-stride, and we started crossing. As we walked, we kept an eye on the lights to make sure we had time to make it a across comfortably. About halfway across the road, there was quite literally a ripple in reality, a brief flash of disturbance, and suddenly the lights had changed again but not back to red. The plain green guy was now wearing wide-bottomed flares and glasses, had long, flowing hair cascading out behind him, and had a line of stars from in front of his forehead that trailed over his head and down his back, each one slightly bigger than the previous, like some kind of cloak. We all stopped dead and exchanged stunned looks. One of us I forget which said did you? The other two both replied yes before he could finish the sentence. Then we remembered the traffic and hurried across the road, and waited nervously for the lights to go red again. Sure enough, on both sides of the road, the red guy had changed too. He was now carrying a briefcase, smoking a pipe with wisps of smoke rising wearing a little Homburg hat, and he had big brogues on his feet. We watched at the light cycle for 10 minutes or so, but eventually continued on, feeling really freaked. A couple of days later, I was talking about it with a group, of friends. To my amazement, one of the girls said oh yeah, I heard about that. I muttered something incredulous, and she told me that she'd seen an article in the press talking about how the council had recently changed the lights on that pedestrian crossing. Apparently it was some sort of tribute about the death of a singer who had been famous in the 60s, and who had lived in that street. She was certain that the three of us there had just not noticed the difference in the lights until we were halfway across the road. I was far from convinced the council changing the plates over the lights made sense, but not in less than the blank of an eye. Anyway. L, promised to bring me the article to have a look at our next gathering a couple of weeks later. A few days later, I went back to Camden to look at the changed lights more closely. The construction was standard they were just black painted glass, the top section red glass and the bottom section green, with the shapes of the men etched out of the paint, and white bulbs behind. The figures were based on the original templates of the walked men but with extra details etched out of the black paint to provide the outfits. The glass was bolted in, and took up the entire casing in front of the light bulbs, there was no possible mechanism by which they could have slid down in front of the other plates, or anything of that sort, just in case. I hung around at a cafe across the road for about an hour, watching the lights, but they stayed changed. A week after that, I went back again for another look, to get a sketch of the altered designs. I was disappointed to find that the lights were back to being perfectly normal. It was our regular gathering a couple of days later, and I was quite keen to see the article that Al had mentioned. When I asked her if she had brought it in however, she looked at me blankly. She clearly didn't have the slightest idea what I was talking about. She didn't remember me mentioning traffic lights, Camden, 
or anything else, and neither did any of the others there. She had never heard anything about the council changing some pedestrian crossing lights, or even of a 60s singer dying recently. In fact, none of them remembered me saying anything much at our previous gathering. When I retold the story, everyone seemed quite spooked by it all. I called D and S immediately afterwards, and yes, they still remembered it clearly. D seemed amused by it all S was just terrified. The only explanation I have that can even begin to stand up to Occam is that we briefly swapped into a closely aligned parallel dimension. If the other two hadn't been there, I doubt I'd trust my own memory of the event. It was so surreal, but as it happens, I have since had a couple of other experiences that also look a little like some minor dimensional swapping, although they're less dramatic. I was completely alone in my house one evening, all doors and windows locked, no one else has a key, I have no pets and have never walked in my sleep. Before I went to bed, I took out my earrings dangly, fancy but not expensive and put them on the dining table. I specifically recall doing this as I moved them from near the edge right into the middle of the table. To prevent me knocking them off in the morning, I set the burglar alarm covers all of downstairs so if anyone had entered it would have gone off and went to bed. When I got up in the morning, the earrings had gone. I have searched my entire house several times over the last year, but there's no sign of them. It's bloody weird I feel like they've vanished into another dimension or something. Wouldn't say inexplicable, but monumentally unlikely and for years, it was inexplicable. So I live with my parents' two-bed maisonette, first floor. So to get to our front door, you go down a flight of stairs. Years ago my dad was doing something in the garden. He got to the garden, realized he'd not picked up the key to the shed from the rack. So he came to the door and asked my mom to throw it down to him. She threw this key down wasn't on a ring or anything, literally just a key. There was literally 15 feet between them. The key vanished, literally. She threw it down a flight of stairs to a landing that's maybe 5 feet x 10. We literally tore that landing apart checked every shoe in our shoe rack, moved the rack, the rug, even borrowed a metal detector from my cousin to find it. Nothing. The key was gone. Five or six years later, my mom was doing some washing. She picked up my dad's work trousers the cargo kind with outside pockets down the legs and felt something hard. Put her hand in the pocket. Nothing. Kept feeling and narrowed it down to one of those little pockets designed for pens. After a few minutes work, out of the pocket pops the key. Somehow, she'd managed to throw this key and get it to not only hit my dad's leg but hit it exactly right that the key went into the pen pocket deep that it stayed hidden for half a decade. I wouldn't even have thought that throw was possible, yet somehow my mum managed it on pure chance. When I was about 15, my younger brother and I were really into Pokemon. We'd played red and blue on our Game Boys and had to get gold and silver as soon as possible. Our parents ended up getting us the Japanese game cartridges and we played them non-stop with me getting silver and my brother getting gold. We went on a trip to Six Flags Magic Mountain with some cousins where my brother lost his bright blue carrying case with his Game Boy and Pokemon gold inside. I remember helping him frantically look for it everywhere in the car ride back as my parents had warned us not to bring it on the trip. Nada. Couldn't be found. We tore out the rear seats minivan. Took out everything in the trunk. It was lost somewhere in the amusement park. Three years ago, I was visiting my parents at the home we grew up in and noticed a faded blue Game Boy case casually sitting next to where I kept my old game consoles. Lo and behold, it contained his heavily stickered Game Boy Clear and his copy of Pokemon Gold. When I called him and asked him how it ended up there, he was just as confused as I was insisting that he lost it 12 years ago. Note the cousins we went on the trip with live in Japan and in Texas and never come to our home. Our parents were out of town for the week during which the Game Boy was lost. Still creeps me out. I lost my keys while leaving class one day. They were in my hand with the key ring around my middle finger from the moment I took them out of my bag and while walking down the stairs but as soon as I got to the ground floor the keys were gone. I checked every floor of that building, every step on the stairs, every inch of my classroom. I dug through a garbage can, 
I checked with the building office and the main campus lost and found. I tore my bag apart looking for them even though I knew I had taken them out and held them. My keys were gone. I was aware that they were in my hand the whole time up until they just weren't. I have no idea how I could have dropped them or set them down somewhere and not have noticed. I checked back with the lost and found in the building offices every week but they never found them. I'm still pissed because a replacement car key is 400. My group of friends used to do getaways for New Year's Eve. One year we stayed in cabins at Zaka Lake near Santa Barbara. The cabins are on tribal land I believe. Anyways, we're partying and talking inside the main cabin one night and I stepped outside for some fresh air. I heard hand drums and chanting coming from the distance so I went to see if I could find the source. It was a dark night. Porch lights and the stars were the only illumination. As I got closer to the performers still couldn't see them silver sparks started shooting out of the ground. Little ankle high fireworks. At first just a few here and there, but spreading. Until they were everywhere I looked. I went back to grab everyone to show them but they were deep in some sort of group spoken word game and they wouldn't listen. But later, one guy and his girlfriend took a walk and saw the same thing I did. Little silver fireworks shooting out of the ground. I was in Argentina for a mission trip, and at the beginning we all 12 of us were given blank white envelopes with around 150 US dollars as spending money for food and whatnot. So the idea was to keep the majority of the money put away and then take it out in small quantities to convert to Argentinian money as we needed it. So the first week or so of the 10 day trip, our pastor kept all of our money we didn't need in his locked bag, because we didn't need much until the end. So then on day 7-ish, he gave us all back our envelopes so we could buy stuff if we wanted to. No problems there. Everyone had all of their money, and I had about 120 still, left in my envelope. Okay so I put the envelope in a very specific internal pocket in my bag that has nothing else in it. So I wouldn't grab something and it would fall out. We were staying in a room in the upper floor of a small church in downtown Cordoba. And there were like 8 other guys in this room with me. Okay so then I didn't disturb this pocket for 2 more days. Then on the last day of our trip, we were going to the market, so I needed to get my money. I went into the room and reached in the internal pocket, and the envelope is just duck and gone. I searched every pocket in everything I owned. Wasn't there. Every guy searched their bag. And before we left we checked every corner of the empty room. Still no trace of it. So your intel thought is probably that someone just stole it. However, the problem with this is that, A the room was locked whenever we weren't in there for this very reason. B this envelope was unmarked except for my name. And was in an internal pocket in my bag. So it would take some digging around to find. And you would have to know what you were looking for. See there were so many easier things to steal in this room than my one envelope hidden in my bag. In my bag alone, you would have to push aside my phone and my nice headphones to reach the envelope. Which weren't stolen. In the room. You could visibly see some of my buddies' envelopes in their open bags, let alone their phones, etc. There was even a stack of 10 candles we brought to donate that was literally sitting on the table. D nothing else was stolen, there wasn't even any evidence that anything was moved or opened at all. E I am confident that I didn't take it out between putting it in the bag and checking for it the last day. And I would have no reason to as I spent no money in those days. So I know for sure that it wasn't one of my buddies in the room with me, as these are guys I have known for years and would risk my life for. And again. There were much more visible envelopes in the room all had the same amount of money in them. So this leaves only two possibilities. One someone unlocked the door, ignored everything else in the room and went straight for my bag. Then ignored the other things in my bag and went straight for the blank envelope. Then left. Two I am just the biggest duck and idiot and somehow took the envelope out for some unknown reason and then misplaced it out of the room. Then forgot about taking it out. Anyways, it was of course never found to this day. I honestly wasn't mad about it. I was just bewildered out of my mind. Too long didn't read had an envelope with $120 in a secure location that disappeared out of thin air. 
New Year's about six years ago. We were all celebrating and decided to go out to see the firework. A family of close to 30 is looking up in the sky. Well, no more than 10 minutes pass when these orange lights in a triangle formation comes floating by and disappear in the distance. Odd everyone though just a helicopter lights. Well this proceed to happens again except the triangle has more on each side this time with three on each side then four and finally five. It was as if they attached lights to a duck migration or thing phoenix lights. The oddest part was when one light broke off the last triangle. It stayed and just hovered there, moved erratically and the shot off into the distance. Everyone was panicking at this point, kids crying. Our, black neighbors were flipping their shit. Hispanic people were praying in front. It was as if something bad was going to happen but, nothing ever did. I still get goosebumps seeing Phoenix Lights videos. That's my glitch. Before Thanksgiving I had received three tins of my favorite herbal tea in the mail. I put them in the cabinet with the other tea and opened one of them and made enough pots over the days to deplete about half of it. The open one I left in the bottom shelf of the cabinet with the other open containers of tea that I have. And the unopened ones went up top with my extra stock. So when I left town there were two and a half tins. Two of them still sealed up top where my other back stock of tea always lives and one in progress on the bottom shelf. I went out of town for Thanksgiving for a week. When I got back I went to make a pot of my favorite herbal tea. I went to the tea cabinet and the open one was no longer on the bottom shelf with my other teas in progress. I was puzzled so I looked up top for the unopened ones and there was only one, not two. Despite there being other unopened kinds up there, there was no sign of forced entry into the house. Two tins of tea, one of them half depleted, just disappeared from my house. I can't see that anything else was stolen, not even any other teas. And not even all of my favorite tea, or like my TV or whatever. And I know I didn't work through them and just forget they hadn't been in the house long enough for that to happen. Not even long enough for one. And I know I didn't take them out of town with me because I never planned to do that and I even checked my suitcase just to make sure. And if I had had them when I was out of town I would have been drinking them there. I had no reason to put this TV anywhere other than where I always put tea. I ransacked the house, wondering if I could have been a sleepwalker or something and stowed them in the guest bedroom or whatever before I left. I was open to any possibility but they just flat aren't in the house anymore. Somebody got into my house while I was gone and took some of my tea but nothing else. But how? Why? Was it an only moderately shitty thief ghost? WTF? I haven't told anyone because they will think I am crazy. One day, my wife and I got home at the same time. Parking is a little tough where we live. So when I saw her, I followed her to where she would park her car, tell her to hop in, so she doesn't have to walk all the way home since I'll park my car in the garage. We have a favorite spot that's a little further, but it's one of the only spot that doesn't make your car nasty because the sprinkler doesn't really work at this spot. We almost always park our car here. I would say 910. I remember vividly where she parked. The next day, she called me and told me that her car had been either towed or stolen. I don't see why it would get towed. Since we didn't break any rules, there was, however, some tow-away notices about tree cutting posted. But it was not for our side. All the cars that's been parked there for days, that are next to our car were all still there. I don't see how it would get stolen either. Since she has a newer European car that's pretty much impossible to steal unless it's towed on a flatbed. I told her to call the cops to check if it was indeed towed. And immediately went home. When I got home, I saw her car parked at another location that's definitely not where the car was parked the night before. I told my wife this and she was just as shocked as me. I then checked for any damages, etc. And the car was perfect. I checked the dash cam. We indeed parked the car at that location we thought we parked the car at originally. There's only two of us in our household. I checked the keys. Both keys are at home. Till this day I don't have any explanations. Either one of us sleepwalked. Or one of the only thing I can think of is that the tree cutting crew moved our car. In order to do this, though, they would have to call a tow company, moved it, and pay out of pocket. Which makes no sense.
It's still a mystery that we promise to not talk about. As the more we think about it, the less it makes sense. My roommates and I had a dog. She was a good girl and we all loved her a lot. At some point she stopped eating. I worked third shift at the time, so I didn't really pick up on it until she was really sick. I kind of figured she wasn't going to make it through. The day before the day that my roommate had to put her down, I had a dream. In the dream she came to me really sick and I was petting her. For some reason I stopped and made a Totino's party pizza like I do when I get home from work and while I was eating the pizza I knew it was time so I said goodbye and looked for her but she was gone. All of the sudden she comes out of nowhere all better, young and sweet and alive. I was so happy in the dream but I woke up and went to work. That morning I came home and everyone was asleep except her. She was laying on the living room floor waiting for me to come home. I stayed with her a long time petting her ears. Finally she moved away from me. She just got up very slowly and turned away and laid down in the middle of the floor. It was sad, but I understood and as I reflected on the moment I realized how hungry I was. I went and cooked a Totino's party pizza like I always do when I get home from work. When I finished cooking the pizza I looked for her but she had crawled back into my roommate's room. So I ate and went to sleep. The next day when I woke up and left my room, my roommate and his family were just getting ready to take her to the vet. I said my goodbyes. He was still hopeful that they might be able to help her but I knew that it was the last time I was going to see her. That evening at the vet they made the decision to put her down. Turned out she had some condition that was essentially turning her blood to syrup. Fast forward a week or two, or a month or two. I can't remember exactly but my roommate and his family decided to get a new dog. I found out because they had put me down as a reference and I got a call that night early in my shift from the person that was sheltering her. I gave my endorsement and the next day when I saw them I let them know I had been contacted by the shelter. My roommate thanked me and then launched into this weird story about how his sister who lives three hours away from the shelter was also looking at adopting that exact dog until she found out that he had contacted the shelter first and then he tells me about how he feels it is meant to be. Hyper aware of the dream I had. I just nod and kinda WTF away wondering at the possibilities. The next afternoon I woke up to get ready for work and I walk out my door and in the back of the kitchen is this new good girl staring at me. It's really hard to describe but I was just overwhelmed with this. Feeling that this new good girl, young and sweet and alive, and so different from Bella, was still somehow Bella and that she was waiting anxiously to see if I would recognize her. Man it was just such a weird feeling. I didn't know what to do so I just knelt down on the other side of the kitchen and threw my arms wide open and said hi with a big smile on my face. Without any hesitation at all this new good girl just runs across the kitchen and jumps into my arms and hugs me back she actually hugs you. Like puts her arms around your neck and buries her face in your chest kinda hugs. Never had a dog that do that before. She is a wonderful dog and I don't really know if she has any connection to Arbella at all but I don't see any reason not to love her just as much and it's nice to believe that Arbella is right back where she belongs. I have a few I will start in chronological order. There is a lot to read. But I've had a lot of unexplained stories. The most compelling is probably the very last one. So skip ahead to that one if you don't want to read the whole post. When I was two years old my mom and I lived with my grandma and great grandma. My grandma was very involved in her church. And on this particular day a friend came to pick her up so they could go do some ministry. I was watching out the window as she left to get in his car. And as she walked up to greet him I saw a skeleton in medieval armor helmet, shield, and sword. And it came from behind the car with the sword raised to attack them. As it swung the sword down to strike them there was a shield of light that radiated around them. And as the sword hit the light the skeleton crumbled. This sounds like the wild imaginations of a child. But I was two years old and I had not seen any kind of cartoons or other media with these kinds of imagery. 
At the time my grandma and her friend were doing spiritual warfare casting out evil spirits and such. And this is what they were headed to do this day. The next one happened when I was three. My mom and I had moved into our own home at this point. I had my own bedroom there. And one night I woke up in the middle of the night and there were three very tall and dark figures in my room standing at the foot of my bed. They were asking me to come outside and play with them. They were not acting menacing or scary at all. Although their appearance was very dark and scary, they were being very friendly. As I imagine a child predator kidnapper would act. I told them that I cannot go outside with my mom, and that it was nighttime as well. They insisted that I go out to play, and they even told me that my mom told them it was okay. I immediately became terrified, screamed as loud as I could, and then ran into my mom's room. I slept in my mom's bed every night until we moved from that house a few months later. When I got older and talked to my mom about that experience she told me that she she also experienced very dark creepy stuff at that house. When I was 5 my mom and I came home one night after being at a bible study at a friend's house. When we came inside there were some things thrown around the living room. And this necklace that my mom had purchased from some new age place was laying on the floor. And it had been cut in half. My mom called the police because she thought someone had broken in. And they came to investigate. All the doors and windows were locked. And there was no sign of forced entry and no footsteps around the house. I have also seen unidentified flying objects on several occasions. I am not insinuating they are extraterrestrial. Most likely they are black ops, but I have definitely seen some shit that defies our understanding of modern physics. I've seen six or more craft or lights very high in the sky that move incredibly fast through the sky like a pinball bouncing around wildly. The only one I've seen that was close enough to distinguish a shape looked like a triangle shaped plane, but it had this bright green light surrounding it. And then the light turned orange after I focused on it, and then it just disappeared. One time I was walking down the street downtown in my city, and all of a sudden a business card fell from the sky and landed right in front of my feet. I looked up and there were no open windows and nobody up on the buildings the business card was for a psychic i actually called her and told her what happened and she was pretty fascinated by what i told her but she still wanted to charge me money so i declined lastly when i was 20 i was sitting at home one day just watching a movie and i saw a little boy walk through the wall take a few steps and then fizzle out the image of him was exactly like the hologram messages in Star Wars. He was this bluish gray color, slightly transparent, and had a bit of static around him. He was dressed in late 1800s clothing as well. There was a cemetery directly behind our home just past our fence. And while one of my roommates was super creeped out by the cemetery it never bothered me. After this experience I decided to do a little investigating about the cemetery. And what I learned totally corroborated the apparition I witnessed. The cemetery was the first cemetery in the city I lived in. It was called the Pioneer Cemetery. And it had the bodies of all the major people who built the city. Back when it was first established it was on a much larger plot of land. At least double the size. And here's where it gets weird it had a schoolhouse on it. I actually found a picture of the school and one with the children all lined up in front of it. And they were all dressed exactly like the boy that I saw. Apparently the schoolhouse burned to the ground at some point. And they demolished it. Then they greatly reduced the size of the land the schoolhouse cemetery was built upon. And eventually decades later they built homes upon the land. Pretty strange. Because of my ability in social studies, I had won the opportunity to go to on a field trip throughout Europe at a discounted price that only high school kids could really go on. We paid for it throughout the year, making monthly payments. I finally went on the trip it was incredible and we were in Paris waiting to leave to go to dinner. We were standing outside a cafe, and a kid named Max went inside to get some hot chocolate. He came back out with the hot chocolate, and I tried some. It was so good, and only 2 euros so I was like I am gonna go in and get some too. We had to wait around 20 or so more minutes before leaving, and this is when I went inside. I go to the counter, one hot chocolate I pay, and receive my delicious hot chocolate. As I am putting my change back into my wallet, a girl on the trip walks into the cafe and says Andrews, come on, 
You've been in here for 20 minutes. What? I could have sworn the whole transaction couldn't have taken more than 5 minutes. I was so confused I just sort of stood there in shock and walked back out where everyone was waiting. And a chaperone asked me why I took so long. I sorta of just started blubbering about how I only took a few minutes and that it couldn't have taken that long. A few of my friends started teasing me about how I couldn't keep track of time. I still don't know what happened to this day. I am 100% sure I figured out how to time travel in there or something. Driving down a parking garage and was on the 4th floor when I see an older Asian lady walk out of the lift and walk to a white Prius and get in. Think nothing of it. Then maybe a minute later while on the second floor of the same complex I see the same lady walk out of the lift again and again walk into her white Prius. I pulled over and waited at the first floor but no Prius ever came out. Then again the same day. I was moving into a new flat and I was gonna take the lift down to the parking garage I'm on level 4 and saw a maintenance man step out of the elevator and walk past me on level 4. I take the lift down to the garage and come out and begin walking to me car. When the same maintenance man is walking up to the lift note this is the only lift on this side of the building and the stairs aren't closed either. Once when me and three of my friends were in the car I spotted an airplane, but it wasn't ducking moving. At first I thought that maybe I wasn't seeing things right so I tapped my friend on her shoulder to ask her if the plane was moving. She gave me a ducking look and told me that it wasn't. We stared at it till we passed. Probably the most glitchy thing to ever happen to me. And my phone just so happened to be out of battery. We oddly didn't tell the other friends. Or maybe we did but it would have had to been after. What's even crazier is that I remember watching a Shane Dawson conspiracy video and it had a part where it talked about that and showed a video of a bird flying completely still. At the time it seemed so fake though but I don't really remember what he said other than it being a glitch. Edit just realized that I make it seem like the plane was possibly on the ground but it was in the air, taking off. I've seen that a lot of people here have dreamt about questions on a test or quiz that they have never seen before and a short time after I've been taking the test and the questions in the dream was on the test. Well I have had something similar to that except it doesn't have anything to do with tests just events that happen in my life. It's not like significant events either it's just random day to day activities that I'll be doing and suddenly I'll remember after I did something that I had a dream of doing that specific thing. When it clicks and I'm like oh I've seen myself doing this before it's not a vague memory. Either it's like someone opened a dam on a river. The memory always comes back very detailed. I've never really thought anything of it because I know people have occasional deja vu. But when I start thinking about it, it is not occasional. I am currently 23 and as a best guess as far as I can ever remember this has happened to me at least 20 times in my life. Probably more that I can't recall. A bra I bought just disappeared. I had it for a couple months. It wasn't too expensive or anything. I was pretty sure it was either in the laundry or in my bra drawer, but it wasn't. I thought maybe a friend who stayed over might have packed it in her stuff thinking it was hers. But she looked when she got home and didn't find it. She wouldn't steal something, let alone something that wouldn't even fit her. I turned my entire house upside down looking for it. It's not like it could have left the house on its own. It's a bra either I am wearing it on my body or it is in my house. I checked absolutely everywhere. But I never found it. Did it get thrown in the trash by accident? I can think of no other explanation. Years ago, my grandfather and I were on the highway. We were going to meet my dad, aunt, and uncle at our camp just outside of Morgan City. Drive isn't really boring, but I am 5 or 6 so I am looking all around while my granddad's telling me stories about the war that he probably shouldn't, while letting me sit in the passenger seat, which again he probably shouldn't. While I am looking around I look to my right at the lane next to us, and I see a silver grey SUV. I think a Ford, just cruising along, no driver, nothing, and it's not like, out of control or anything, just doesn't have a driver. I watched it for a while until it went down an off ramp, and of course, nobody believed me. 
This story is my father's, not mine. About 20-30 years ago, he and his friends were on their annual camping trip to Gettysburg, PA. For those of you who don't know, Gettysburg was the site of one of the largest American Civil War battles, and the bloodiest battle ever fought by Americans. Yeah, that bad. He and his friends were biking around the relatively flat battlefield, when they passed by an older man wearing jeans and a button-up dress shirt. He said the man had a look similar to General Robert E. Lee Confederate General. Nothing much weird there. A few minutes after they passed the man, they rode up a few small hills, all in a straightish line. Who do they see ahead of them? The same man they saw a few minutes ago. Same clothes. Same face. The weird part is that they never stopped between the two sightings, and were riding at a normal bicycling speed. Just a few years back, when my family went there, he showed us the exact places where both sightings happened. And I can't even understand it. Camping with my friend way back in the sticks on gated private land. We knew the landowner and got the key he told us where he wanted us to camp away from his cattle grazing and away from where the elk herds were. Took about an hour or so to drive into our camp spot which is surrounded by mountains and it's all his private land. The only way in is the road we took. Couple days of camping go by no bug deal not another person on site. We'd been shooting gophers and just stuff. Old abandoned fence posts, stumps etc. He'd warned us small cook-size fires only cause it's super dry out. No bonfires. Well one night our big wood ran out so we scrounged dead brush and debris for the fire. One branch when thrown on had so many dead needles on it it whooshed up in a giant fireball. We surveyed the area satisfied no fires were start kept on about our business. It was our last night and we had to head out early. So we drowned the four pretty well and got in the tent. Barely any bro sex later we were both fast asleep. My friend started shaking the shit out of me. Fire. 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 I jolted up groggy as all hell but clearly there was light all around our tent. When it should have been dark, we slammed out of there ready to run or something assuming we were in the middle of an inferno. But our whole little valley camp spot was illuminated in a dull green light that was almost pulsing or flickering like those fluorescent tubes in big box stores. We stood there a minute looking at it and it suddenly fades away and we were left there at half mast wondering what the hell was going on what or who it was and we never got any answers. I've told this before and people say a military flare but way back on private property with extreme 4 danger seems an odd place to drop military flares for funsies. And there was no way in hell it was another car on the land spotlighting us. On the way out our car tracks were still the only ones in the mud. One time I left work same as always and the next thing I knew I was walking through the garage to my home. I literally got all the way from work to home and halfway through the garage without being conscious of it. It's not that it felt weird in the garage or that I woke up on the floor or something. It's just that I was walking to the door same as always and it gradually dawned on me that I didn't remember how I got there. I mean obviously I had driven my usual commute route, had parked, had gotten out, had closed the car door, and had walked towards the door as always or I wouldn't be there. But I had no memory of any of it. Like, not at all. When you drive the same commute every day it's easy to zone out a bit and just kind of go into autopilot. But I had literally no memory of having done it or of any time having passed. I mean was I a danger on the road? Was I just on autopilot? Or was I fully conscious of it and doing fine on the way and for some reason the memory just got wiped out when I got to the garage? I don't know but it was gone. Totally gone. I got there fine and I don't know how. I lost my wedding ring at work one day, searched everywhere couldn't find it. Two weeks later one of the guys in my team says his laptop's not charging. I grab the charger get an electric shock, jump back, and put my hand in my left pocket to find my wedding ring. I'd worn these trousers to work several times over the two weeks, they'd been washed a couple of times. My wife had made me check everything I'd had on on the day I'd lost it too. Not sure what's stranger, the ring appearing somewhere that had been checked several times, or the feeling I needed to put my hand in my left pocket after being shocked. My wife hadn't been impressed that two weeks that laptop cable got me out of the doghouse and my marriage. 
When I was in middle school, I was taking a computer class where we once tasked with making our own custom labels for soda bottles. I went to Google to start searching for a template to make my label from. After Google loaded, I was about to type in my search when text started quickly typing into the search box by itself. It said something like do you want to know more? I looked around just to see if someone was messing with my computer but I didn't see anything suspicious. So, I cleared the search box and again started to type when some other question I can't remember started typing into the search box. I immediately turned off the computer. It sounds so crazy but I know what I saw in my keyboard was the only one plugged into the computer. I am not sure how this was possible. This is pretty hard to explain correctly. Due to various cultural backgrounds, I grew up in Eastern Europe in the communist bloc. Imagine a typical person from the 70s 80s in your culture that you would never expect to see today. In my case it was a combination of a beat up car that's no longer in production and hard to even buy. But it was commonplace back then. Shaggy hair and very unkempt hairstyle. That was typical for physical workers of that era. A slightly worn down wife beater an unpleasant facial expression of a physical worker in communist bloc in the 80s slightly overweight unshaved dude with a mustache who seems like he is permanently in his 40s and his actual age is hard to determine i saw the combination of all of those at a pedestrian crossing the image was so weird and absurd that it took me back to my childhood and i thought i went back in time for a moment actually it was the same for other passerbys in the vicinity i could have sworn i even heard some old music coming from the car's radio if that was some kind of hidden camera thing it was very well done. I guess equivalent for people in the US would be to see one of those vans from the 70s with appropriate cast, decals, music and recreational tobacco inside. I believe I've mentioned this on here before, but at about 9-10 years old I was on holiday in Devon at a caravan site. I was playing on the Switch G's with my new holiday friends I had made as well as my younger sister. As I jumped off the swing I swear down it felt like I froze in midair. For like 3 seconds, I was moving and looking about but wasn't falling. I was just stood up there. It was weird. Weird enough for me and the other kids to freak out like what's happening. We all shit our pants and ran off. Don't get me wrong, I don't believe in any gods or supernatural stuff so I don't believe it was anything, spiritual or anything. There must be an explanation. I don't have one though. I have a serious problem with my dreams. I can dream about situations that will happen in my future. And this one is the biggest of them. For now, I changed my bedroom around a year ago. While I am starting to met a girl, months later, she came for the first time to my house. She sat in my bed. And then everything connects. The situation was just like in one of my dreams for a year back. Blue dyed hair she had it pink in the moment I dreamt it kinda short, with the same expression in his face, with the same posters on the wall. She already knew about my dreams, but it was shocking even for me. I could probably think of a couple, but I did experience blank sleep one time. After a long day of school, work, and then some late night family guy I finally decide to turn off the TV and get 5-6 hours of sleep before waking up for school. Roll on my side still fully conscious, not yet letting the exhaustion from the day relax me into a slow drift away. Blinked once and when the blink was done it was morning. I was really fully conscious at the time I blinked and there was no time where I was winding down trying to rest my head and closed eyes. I literally just turned off the TV, rolled over blinked and it was day. I know most people will just say I fell asleep and awoke with no grogginess, but there was definitely something more to it. Something even stranger. I feel like I willed it from my consciousness, not even subconscious. Almost like the idea is this a possibility. Vaguely popped into my head and I somehow executed it. I have tried a few times to do it again but have not had any luck. I don't know if I am setting the right conditions. Maybe it had something to do with my level of tiredness. I was significantly tired from the day, but still notably 100% awake and aware laughing hard at the Family Guy episode. As a teen, I had a good friend of mine lose his father to cancer. They kept his illness within the family, and no one, 
including myself, knew that he was sick. I had also only met him once, and it was just a brief hello. When I was 15, I dreamed that he died probably while he was dying now that I think about it. It was a vivid and absolutely surreal dream. I could see the whole family gathered around his deathbed. I remember my friend's tears, and I remember him turning to look at me. The next morning I felt compelled to talk to my friend, so I called him fairly early. I immediately asked him if was alright without even thinking. He told me that at 1am that morning, his father had passed. I did my best to sound surprised and gave him my condolences. I still have not told him about my dream. I don't want him to think I am a freak or something. When I was in 7th grade my friend had this dog that we swear was a human. She would look at you in such an intense way you just had this feeling that she was going to speak actual human words. She was always with us never left our sides when I would come over, just hanging out like she was one of the girls. One day my friend and I were just hanging out in her room playing with a softball and I kid you not, the dog walked right in the middle of the room right through the softball. Both my friend and I watched the dog take a step through the softball like it was a glitch and the softball wasn't supposed to be there at that time and so the dog just walked through it like a hologram, kid you not. My friend and I were on either side and watched. This dog stepped through the ball. When I was 9 or 10, we lived about 20 minutes out of town in a sort of rural area. At the time we had a bulldog named Angus, and he would roam around the neighborhood with other dogs of our neighbors. One afternoon I was going upstairs to my room after grabbing something, and the stairs to the bedrooms were to the immediate right of the front door. The front door had two vertical rectangular windows on either side, and as I went to go up the stairs, I saw, through the window, my father talking to my mother who had her head in her hands. In the second, I stopped and said quietly to myself, Angus got hit by a car. I immediately brushed the thought off and went upstairs. Not even 10 minutes later my father, called me and my little brother downstairs to tell us that one of our neighbors had found Angus on the side of the road, after having been hit by a car. To this day I've never been able to explain why that was my first thought, as no pets in our family had ever been hit by a car and it was my first real experience with death. When I was around 5th grade, a new science teacher came to our classroom. She was younger around late 20s early 30s. As she was introducing herself, she looked at me and stopped and asked, Hey, why are you here? Weren't you just in my 10th grade class? I shook my head and just kept quiet throughout that entire day. If you thought that was the glitch, oh you're wrong. A few years later I was in 10th grade. I remember a year of 5th grade with this science teacher, and I am talking to my friend. I asked them what they think the teacher was doing now and they all just looked at me, confused. They ended up explaining to me that our teacher was this old teacher we've had since fourth grade. No one remembers her, except me. I remember how she looked, what she sounds like, the few quizzes she made us take. Yet here I am, trying to find any trace of her through old classmates, friends, and the internet but there's literally nothing. When I was a teenager my siblings and I were dragged to church every Sunday. It was nice to escape to the bathroom sometimes for a bit. But there was only two bathrooms on the whole lot. It was a small church, so one for men and one for women. There were three stalls, two normal and one handicapped stall. Everyone always chooses the handicapped one because it's the biggest. Usually siblings even fight about getting it. One day in the corner of the wall a ceiling cabinet appeared in the handicapped stall. I was surprised because it definitely wasn't there before. I opened it up curious what was inside. Just extra toilet paper. I even stood underneath it and lifted my hands up to feel it above my head. Just a white wooden cabinet. I thought nothing of it for a couple of weeks. One day I go into the handicapped stall and the cabinet was completely gone. It seemed odd to me. I only thought why get rid of it? What will they do with extra toilet paper now? The wall didn't have any marks to even indicate there was ever a cabinet even there at all. I left the bathroom and mentioned it to one of my siblings, but they always used the stall and never saw a cabinet in there. I remembered touching it and opening it up, even standing underneath it. I felt very strange in that moment. Everyone else I asked had never seen the cabinet either. 
I remember once my brother, mum, and stepdad went out to the forest to take the dogs for a walk. At the time we had three dogs, Kaya, Ollie and Biscuit. I was in my room, as I didn't really like the forest. I mainly just got stressed out at the thought of Biscuit running off. She did that a lot, but while they were out, I heard my brother calling Biscuit. Like outside, the lake was a good 2-3 miles away, and I was sure I wouldn't be able to hear him from all the way down there. It freaked me out, since I was home alone. I went downstairs, still hearing him calling Biscuit. I thought they'd come back and Biscuit had chewed her lead or something. I went downstairs into the garden to jump onto the fence and see if they'd be in the car parked next to outhouse, but no one was there. I had stopped hearing the voice since then, but I honestly do not know what that was. I don't know if it was an echo or just me. It did 100% seem like it was coming from in the garden. I asked everyone about it and they said they didn't come back or anything. Super freaky. A few years ago I was moving into my first apartment. It was a small flat composed of a kitchen living room, one bedroom and one bathroom. Didn't have much stuff yet. After mounting up some basic furniture and unpacking some boxes I decided to have a break and make some tea. So I get the boiler, fill it with water and turn it on. Then I grab my mug black mug with my name written in white on it in the cupboard and put it next to the boiler. Then I got the tea in that same cupboard, closed the cupboard, tried to put the tea bag in the mug, but found no mug. Like I had just put it next to the boiler and it vanished in the blink of eye, thinking I may have missed the grabbing the mug part. I look in the cupboard, no mug. Concerned, I started looking around the kitchen, no mug. I searched the whole flat, no mug. I had to take another mug to drink my tea. Later on I finished unpacking, double checked every cupboard, every room, every corner, even the trash can and still no freaking mug. To this day I still have no idea where it went or how it vanished. DLDR took a mug to drink tea, looked away tends to get tea, looked back and mug had vanished was like 9, at an after school care thing and I was a regular there so I kinda walked in and out of places whenever I wanted and once this kid was having like a test with a private tutor, and he was correcting his test, I sat in the back, and rattled off A, B, C, D, etc, multiple choice test and every single answer was right and I thought I was a psychic for the longest time, was like 6 and that was the first time I realized that I could be the only player in a universe of NPCs and ever since then I've had like a slight god complex, I don't know the exact ages but I used to have scenes in my, dreams every so often that would play out and later when I completely forgot about them they would come up and play again exactly in real life and at one point I was basically calling what was going to happen either out loud or smirking in my head, I think I found an explanation for this on a reddit post but I forgot laughing my butt off, damn listing everything out like this makes me feel weird and I am writing this at 3am so if you don't get it I don't blame you. Okay, I have a few, equally weird as duck matrix snafus, buckle in kids, this is going to be a wild ride, 10 year old me was angrily throwing rocks into a pond, no one around, no possible way for any rock to hit me, I legit threw a rock, watched a portal open, eat the rock and it hit my in the back of the head, and I know, sure as bear shit in the woods, that it was the exact same ducking rock, 13 year old me, grilling on the deck at our house with family and friends having a good time, a wind gust knocks over the grill and the coals spill out and the grease sets the deck on fire, I glitched the matrix, I ran through two, walls a la x-men kitty pride or avengers vision style, grabbed the fire extinguisher and went back the same way I came, everyone saw this and wouldn't shut up about it for a week, I have yet to be able to reproduce this glitch, but I did save our house that day, 15 year old me, with my father, we driving to a friend's house, it was midsummer and hot as the devil's asshole, no AC and car so windows were down, hoping for a breeze, we were stopped at a light and out of ducking nowhere, a saggy power line springs up, smoothly does an imitation of a guitar string, and settled laser line straight, we both saw it, the trucker next to us saw it, the people on the other side of the intersection looked like they saw it, 
This wasn't just the normal spike and current wiggle that overused unmaintained power lines do on occasion. This was ducking weird. Most recent is some goddamn SCP level shit. Last week, I was eating in a mall. They had news on the TV. I was watching it and saw it was the mall I was in. I saw the camera pan and saw myself on the screen, eating and watching. For a good few seconds, I moved. Four-ish seconds later screen me moves. I turned my head to wave at the cute reporter and her cameraman and there was ducking no one there. No camera. No reporter. No crew of any description whatsoever. I turned back to the TV. They're still looking in my direction and yakking about the food. Court. I know how cameras work. And I know if they're using a telephoto lens that distance can be weird. So I shake my head. Turn and keep looking. No crew. No drone. No anyone in a red dress. Nothing. But I was very obviously on TV. My wife had an affair up to last year. Her affair partner showed up as a friend in my iPhone under the Apple Friends app. So he technically was able to track me without me noticing. But there was no need to track me because I was always 400 miles away. She was adamant that he has no iPhone and that she did not add him on my or her iPhone. We share the same account without my knowledge. He had no chance to get hands on my iPhone. It seems I know almost everything important regarding this affair so there is no point to lie to me anymore. This still feels like mayor gaslighting to me but I still have no idea how or why this happened. Maybe not the strangest but it happened yesterday so it's fresh. Having lunch with my work crew at a local sub shop near my office. I ordered a combo that includes soup. So naturally my first instinct once I receive the food is to look for my spoon. But I can't find one on the plate. I move the sandwich and the soup looking for it and my co-worker across from me says yeah there's no spoon. So I get up and ask the guys behind the counter for one. Go back and eat the hell out of that jambalaya. About halfway through the meal as I was chatting it up, I realize my spoon has knocked something down on my plate. I look down and, sure enough it's another spoon which couldn't be found anywhere just moments before. The guys see the look of confusion on my face and realize I am seeing this magic spoon and we all had a good chuckle. Edit a word. I have two things. The first happened when I was in elementary 5th or 6th grade. I lived about a mile away from school so my neighbor and I would walk home together. We would usually cut through some people's yards in the neighborhood beside ours to avoid the main road. Since people fly down that road. One day we decided to keep walking on the main road and we saw a dog across the road. It had a collar on looked friendly, etc. The dog was excited to see us decided to come across the street as the dog was doing this a car flies by and hits the dog. We hear the yelp. The tire went over the dog. The truck stops and the driver gets out. We all look for the dog but couldn't find him. There was blood on the road and everything. If the dog had ran he had to have a limp or something because a truck had literally just ran him over. The next day we are walking home again and in the same spot we see the same dog. He runs over to us again has no marks on him. No injuries nothing. My neighbor and I just looked at each other. He asked if this was the same dog we saw get ran over. And he was the same dog. We were both freaking out as we had just seen him get ran over the day before and the huge pool of blood was still in the street. And here is the dog in perfect health and no injuries whatsoever so we just ignored the dog and kept walking home. We never really spoke about it again. The second thing is brief it's more I'm wondering if this happens to anyone else too. I get deja vu a lot. But it seems different than how my friends describe it. When I have deja vu I remember when I dreamt about it. For example, I grew up in a completely different state than where I went to college so I couldn't have known any of these people. I get intense deja vu at around 21 years old and remember dreaming about it when I was about 8 years old. I don't know how to fully explain it but it really ducks with me. When I was 6 years old, I answered the landline phone in our house at the time. And it was my grandma. She asked me if my dad was home. And she wanted to talk to him. My grandma is my dad's mother. For whatever reason, I told my dad I think grandpa died. I don't even know what made me say it. The thought just popped up in my mind even at 6 years old. That morbid thought popped in my head. My grandma wasn't crying. 
and she didn't indicate that at all. I had just blurted out that statement for no reason whatsoever. And sure enough, right after that phone call, I saw my dad weep away in tears, and he told me my grandpa had died. I was stunned, but confused at the same time. To this day, I still get chills thinking about it, and I am 28 years old. I've brought it up to my dad, and he doesn't remember me saying that. As a matter of fact, he said that entire day is basically a blur to him, and he doesn't remember anything at all. We traveled to Wisconsin, Minnesota with family. One day we decide to go to a Twins game with my uncle, and we sat in a pretty good area, good enough to probably get on the big screen at least. And then finally, for a quick moment, I see my dad on screen and freak out like everyone else with us. We see him on the screen waving and him in real life waving to the same rhythm both arms crossing over the head kind of wave. The problem, the guy on the screen had a blue shirt and my dad just a few seats away had a white shirt on. Both dudes had different people around them. It's obviously a huge coincidence, but I still can't wrap my head around how dead alike they looked and how they both even managed to wave the exact same way too. Even my dad thought it was him on the screen since the wave only reinforced that idea. It's crazy. The me in a parallel universe smeared chocolate cake all over me and my water bottle. I am serious. This is hands down the weirdest, most unexplainable thing that has happened to me. I was in a cafe having brunch with my friends. Friend on my left bought a tiramisu cake and placed it on the table to my left before going to get utensils. I was alone at the table at that time and spaced out for a few seconds before grabbing my water bottle to get a drink. And in the very next second I suddenly had chocolate and cream all over myself. My friends had returned by then and were just as surprised to see that I had gotten cream on my sweater. Hair and hands, no biggie. Right, I probably probably brushed against the friend who bought the tiramisu cake, though I had zero recollection of that happening, but then I twisted my bottle cap open to drink some water there was chocolate cream smeared all over the inside of the cap as well, how these happened remains a mystery to this day. I am in the army and we stay in a communal bunk. There's a front door and a back door that leads to a dead end corridor. No one uses the back door. The next morning, my neighboring mate asked me why I walked in the front door at 12 midnight, looked at him smiled and walked straight to the back door and out. I was so confused. I was asleep since 10 p.m. Beside him and have never sleepwalked before so I doubt that to be the reason as to why he did not look over to see if I was asleep. I had no idea why. I was on the train once coming back from the cinema. As I left the train, I'd forgotten my handbag inside. I walked about a quarter of the way down the platform before I'd realized my bag was still in the train. For some reason, the train hadn't left yet. It was still at the platform with the doors open when usually it would have left by now. I watched the doors for a second to see if they were going to close. And as they didn't look like they would, I proceeded to run inside, get the handbag and run out again. As soon as I got out, the doors finally closed. I'm an atheist. But this experience and a few others I've had has definitely made me think about things. I don't believe there's a God, but there's something weird out there. This just happened last week. I left work to head to the bank and took a west freeway that I couldn't remember for the life of me if it was right. But I couldn't look up the direction so I just went with it. About 15 miles deep, I realized it's never taken me that long to get to the bank and all I was seeing around me was unfamiliar scenery and signs for roads I'd never even heard of. I realized I should have taken the south freeway because that's what I took every other time in the bank was. Directly off the freeway. But I just kept driving because it was pointless to turn around. I got off on the exit for the road that the bank would be on about 10 miles east. But when I turned the corner, the bank was right there. Same place I'd been every other time. Same surrounding businesses. Same parking lot. Same employees. Same everything. That night, I asked my boyfriend which way we go to the bank and he said the south freeway since it's right off the exit. I told him I ended up there with the west freeway and he was just as confused as me because it's the only branch of that bank in a 30 mile radius. Still not sure what happened, but it was weird as hell. It's a bit fuzzy in my memory. 
but I remember when I was 5-6-ish. I suddenly woke up in the middle of the night and wandered outside I lived in a community back then. I shambled through the neighborhood until I entered this random house, which had a party going. I can't remember what I did in the party, but one guy was kind enough to lead me back home to my parents. Don't know how I just felt this one particular house drew me in. Literally a stranger's who wasn't close to our home. Sometimes I'd take bus north from a stop where three lines combine and go to different sides of the same place. Two of these lines come from the south, let's call them S1 and S2, and one comes from the west, let's call it with. Since the road running south to north goes uphill, I can see about a mile south from the bus stop. I can also see 600 feet or so west. One day, S1 and S2 were nowhere in sight but with was coming from the west and approaching the light to make the left turn onto the street of the stop I was at. Right before with got to the light, I took my eyes off of with for a few seconds seconds to get my bus fare. The bus pulled into the stop A. Few seconds later before I looked up, I collected myself and boarded. We continued up the street and all seemed fine until we reached the at the point where Worth normally turns and the lines diverge again. I said to the driver something like when did with start going to point A, and the driver pointed out that this line was S1, DLDR I got on what I thought was bus line with and it turned out to be bus mine S1 even though S1 had been nowhere in sight and I am sure it was bus line with I saw about to pull into the stop because they come from different directions. I know I'm 150 days late to this, but I think I have a good one. I am a high schooler. I remember a few days ago my friend, we'll call him Pablo, and I, were talking. He says, hey, I saw a girl who looked just like you but when you were in maybe 6th or 7th grade note my school has grade 6th 12th in it. I immediately recalled a time when I was in probably about 7th grade and I saw these two kids who had a vague appearance to someone I knew but I just couldn't put my finger on it. These kids looked behind them and looked so confused as if they knew me. I thought they were probably 10th graders. So while I was confused, I didn't pay it much thought. Well, I asked Pablo, were you on the blue floor? Note 2 my school has three floors, green, red, and blue and he nodded. That was the same floor where I saw those older kids a few years ago. I didn't sleep that night. Several years ago I was in the scouts. At scout camp for a week where a good portion of the place was forest. I'd have to say about three of the seven days I suffered from a strange case of deja vu. On those three nights I remember playing a card game with some of my troop because we were bored go fish I think. And out of the blue they'd all suddenly walk off and lights would turn off as I woke up sitting up in my tent. That happened for three days of the week. And on the very last night I was going to be there. I had sleepwalked into another troop stand probably about 40-50 meters away from mine. Barefoot. I apparently ended up in an empty tent full of supplies rather than any of the other troop. It was so dark, I couldn't see my hand in front of me. And I stumbled around a bit trying to get out pretty scared of what was happening when the troop leader walked up to the tent with a flashlight to see what was going on. I think this was around the same time I was going through some sort of stress-related breakdown for a few months. Things I suppose could be attributed towards mild psychosis in a few cases. I never went to another scout camp trip again, because it just spooked me a bit too much on the second time. I live with other two girls. The place is small a kitchen with stove and dining table. A bathroom and two bedrooms one with a single bed and the other with two beds. I share a room with this girl who has the habit to stay up late at night like until 4am or even stay up all night watching things on her computer. One morning I woke up and didn't saw her in her bed. I looked at the alarm clock next to my bed and it was around 6am. I heard noises from the kitchen like rattling of pants fork or knife. Stove being turned on ECC so I thought she was there probably having breakfast. Since it was too early for me I kept sleeping, 
I woke up again at 9 a.m. and decided to get up and eat breakfast. I found my roommate having it and I was like WTH she took breakfast for like 3 hours. But in the end I didn't pay too much attention to it. And here's when the matrix glitch occurred later that day I spoke to the girl in the single room. She said my roommate wasn't there in the kitchen when she got up around 8 p.m. so she assumed she was in her bed still asleep. Now, I have a very light sleep and I hear everything and everything wakes me up. If she had come back in bed I would have heard her for sure. Also as I said the place is really small no sofa or TV. Where the heck did she go for 3 hours at early morning? What did she do? My dad told me this and to this day I don't believe him. My dad's job requires him to travel very frequently and ends up in airports all the time. One time, when he was late to a meeting and he was rushing to get out of the airport in time, his ride was by one of our family friends who lived in the city. His friend called and told him to look for a black sedan of a certain brand. Once my dad was out of security, he bustled into the pickup area and without looking, got into a random black sedan of said brand. What he didn't expect was to see my mom's cousin sitting in the driver's seat without a clue that my dad was in town. Both of them had absolutely no clue that each other was there. In that airport this particular area had many at that exact time, to this day they talk about it during family gatherings. Every year at my school we have a health fair to promote good health and drugs are bad. Different companies come in and talk about what they do and their mission to help with adolescent health. There are two parts to the fair. One inside in the school gym which contained the vendors and then one part in the parking lot which had a little bike car that you can drive around simulating being drunk. I walk inside from participating in that activity and on my way and I see my friend walking the other way. I say to him hi AJ, are you going to drive around? He answers yep. We walk away from each other and when I get inside I walk over to this vendor that looks interesting. It's cup stacking with drunk goggles on. I get closer to it and look at the people participating in the activity. To my surprise, sitting in one of the chairs was AJ. I couldn't believe it. A second later, after he finishes I ask him, didn't you just walk outside? To which he responds, no I've been here for 5 minutes. I told him I could have sworn that I just had a conversation with him. Nothing was changed about him. Same clothes. Same shoes. And it was the first time I had seen him the whole day so I had nothing else to compare it to. My mind was blown. Don't do drugs. I am lost for words. I was about 9 or 10 and one day me and my little brother went to a free judo lesson. We invited also other two friends and my mom accompanied us to the place. While my mom was watching us we started to follow the lesson and try some moves. I was doing some moves with my brother and being older and bigger than him it was easy for me to make him fall like I was supposed to. We were having fun and also talking with our friends. When at some point I try to make my brother fall placing a feet behind him and pushing him to the ground with my hands but as he lost balance and started to fall he tried to move to the side and I don't know how he started spinning. He was supposed to fall to the ground after the spin but instead, ended up staying in mid-air still spinning, like a spinning top lol, and he was moving fast too. I watched him and started laughing because that was funny even though a little strange. I call for my friend to watch the scene, because my brother isn't stopping, and I notice my friend and everyone in the room is frozen, like they were doing the judo moves but weren't moving at all. It lasted some other seconds. My brother was the only thing moving. Then it stopped as soon as my brother finally touched the ground. Me and him watched each other with a confused expression and then I asked my friends and my mom if they have seen anything. No one seems to have noticed anything. It's still something I can't explain and sometimes me and my brother mention this. He just remembers, from his point of view, seeing everything blurry and feeling his body spin. We have told this story to other people but I don't think they be alive us. 
I remember three years ago, I attempted suicide late at night. I was in high school in the dorms, and my two girl roommates were in a deep sleep. I had worked late and they went to sleep before me so I had planned to go to sleep a bit. Then wake up and without them noticing and jump out the window. I was on the verge of doing it, but I couldn't resolve myself to do so, so I returned inside and went to sleep. I had at that time a best friend who's I told everything. Almost. And we were really really close she became my now ex-GF. At that time I was really believing that characters in my head were real. That they were my personal protectors. And so really believed in spirituality. So when this morning she texted me she had a bad dream. I asked her to tell me about it. She said that the same night, a voice in her dream told her to not trust the one who sleeps. And that she and woken up in tears. I never told her what I tried to do this night, but it specifically punched me in the chest really hard. Never knew more, but it felt like she knew what happened that night. P.S. I tried to commit suicide the next year but survived a terrible fall from the fourth floor. And have now nothing but a big scar on my back to remind this. I am now healthy and loving my life. Maybe there is a shiny star that would keep me safe in my life. My experience happened back when I was in the 8th grade. We were watching Island of the Blue Dolphins in class to compare it to the book and see how they changed it to work as a film. Keep in mind, I had never seen the movie before, and had only ever read the book once before in Spanish. And this class was the first time I was going over it in English. The movie had to be split up over two class periods, and so we had to pick it up halfway through the next day, where the teacher would fast forward to where we had left off. We get to class the second day and the teacher starts the movie up. Except we have already seen this part the previous day. I figure it's a mistake on her part. Only to come to the realization that nobody else seems to notice we're at the wrong part. There's no glancing around or murmuring that normally happens when the teacher makes a mistake like this. I look around and suddenly remember what I had thought to be a weird dream I'd had six months ago. Where I was in this same classroom watching this same movie in the same seat with these same people. I had never been in this classroom until that year. And we had only just started the year three four months prior. We had also just had a new seating arrangement. And I had never watched this movie before, but, for the next 20 minutes, I knew exactly what the movie was going to look like and what the characters would do and what shots the camera would pan to. I've had other dreams, like that that turned out to be real, but that was the longest and most vivid of them that I genuinely can't brush off as simple deja vu. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video, also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.